Hello, welcome to ISU Redbirds podcast. I am John Pemberton, former ISU Redbird from 1985 to 1990. I am joined by Steve Thate, ISU alumni from 1984 to 1988. I am also joined by John Diner, ISU alumni from 1984 to 1988. Welcome to Bird Fans Forever Podcast number 11. Reminder to everyone, if you haven't already done so, to follow us on Twitter at Bird Fans Forever. And our central point of information is our website, www.birdfansforever.com. On the website, you can find a tab with links to our podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify, and others, as well as a tab to access our videos on YouTube, where we're also called Bird Fans Forever. So subscribe and follow us on Twitter and YouTube so you can be up to date with everything going on from Bird Fans Forever. Later we'll meet with Baker who has his own podcast that you should go look at at marchtothearchpodcast.com. But first we'll be talking to Brian Leggett who originally started the Redbird Bird Fan Forum and Mike Quinn who runs the current version of the Redbird Fan Forum on redbirdfan.net. We'll be right back with Brian and Mike. Well actually before we we go there John, I, I think... It, What's great about this podcast is you're going to hear about uh, um, different forums, for, you know, that, that support Redbird basketball, and uh, you're going to hear their history, how they got started, and stuff like that. But I think uh, we need to tell the fans because we're only up to episode 11, and we didn't think we were going to make it maybe to episode 11. We didn't know we'd make it past episode one. How this how this great endeavor took place. So uh, um, this we've been doing this now for about three months, right? We started in April, but we had a, a, a rendezvous in St. Louis, okay, and Mr. Pemberton. Meeting of the minds. Meeting of, yeah, meeting of some minds, right? So he, <laughs> he, he brought in these folders, right? I meant top secret folders, right? And, and, and there was at least one or two documents in there. And, and uh, you know, he had this, he, he's the, the, the mastermind behind this and... and uh, um, you know, brought us in kicking and screaming, and then and we're obviously having a lot of fun. So, um, John, hold up your folder, by the way, Mr. Pemberton, hold up your folder, right? So, so th this is a top secret folder, and I don't know if you can see that. He's got all these notes on the outside of his top secret folder, giving away all the trade secrets and stuff like that. But, uh, um, John, thanks for uh, coming up with this uh, idea. We, I think we've had a lot of fun with it. Um, but maybe before we, we bring on Brian and, and, and uh, Mike, why don't you tell them what was the inspiration and, and how we got started with this? So the inspiration in 2020 when COVID started, Dan Muller at the time was the coach of the ISU Redbirds and he had Mondays with Dan Muller and he went around and he started talking with former players. Um, they couldn't go on the road and recruit. Everybody was at home. Everybody was sheltering in place. And so we have links to all those out on Facebook. And so he did about 17 episodes um, talking to the one, you know, Paris Lee, talking to Jackie about the kick, 
right? I got to be on there, Chad Altadonna, Lou, Ricky, Mike Vandegaard, uh, um, uh, Phil Fain, just trying to off the top of my head, Keyshawn Johnson. So um, we started thinking about, you know, after he did decided not to do it in 2021, because he was back to doing normal work on the road, recruiting and doing that stuff. Um, thought it'd be a great idea. I just didn't know if we had enough information. I knew I had enough contacts because I have been doing the alumni stuff for uh, Dan in the basketball office. We had an alumni game in 2016 and 2018. So I have a lot of contacts on my phone. And um, so I knew I could get those individuals I've met kind of like, you know, in episode 12 as a kicker, we're we'll going to be talking to Kenny Wright, which we already posted some highlights out there of him. And so I became friends with him. And so I knew I could start reaching out to these guys that are my friends and, and just talk. And one of the things we thought we'd do is just sit around. This is kind of like us sitting around the locker room, just jaw jacking about funny things that happened during our career. So that's how it started. Yeah. And thank you for coming on the ride with me, you too. I mean, you're my travel buddies. And holy cow, when I pitched this to you, the look on your face was, this is the dumbest idea ever. Yeah. We didn't know how many people would actually would listen to this. And, and so, I mean, everyone who's listened to one episode, to we knew three people would listen. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe We're four primarily guests actually people. pulled it up to. Right. Right. And uh, so I, everyone who's listened, uh, you know, thank you. Uh, the, the feedback we've gotten, whether it's through Twitter you know the, the redbird board um we appreciate it if you got ideas you know reach out to us uh, um you, you can i'm redbird222 on, on, on the forum you can send ideas through there or you know send us uh, ideas through the uh, uh twitter but we appreciate it and uh, it's been a blast so far and I, I would say the best thing about this is not that you know we get the three of us get to meet a whole bunch of great people hear their stories and, and hopefully that's coming through on these podcasts so with that, let, let's bring in our guests and, and uh, hope you enjoy it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bird Fans Forever. Uh, today we have Mike Quinn and Brian Leggett, and they are the people who either started the board or are maintaining the Red Bird Bulletin Board now uh, called Bird Fans. Did I get that right, guys? It's Red Bird Fan. Red Bird Fan. Red Bird Fans. Oh, good. Well, and I won't edit that out because we've got to have bloopers because it is me. So um, how we normally start this off with everybody who joins us is how you became a Redbird fan. So, Mike, we're going to start with you first. All right. Uh, so I actually grew up in the Peoria area, So, and my dad went to Bradley. So I grew up a Boo. not really a Bradley fan, but more an Illini <laughs> fan than anything, unfortunately. Boo. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so uh, through high school and stuff, I came to ISU in 1997. Uh, I was in the marching band, and I showed up to marching band camp before school started uh, with an with an Illinois hat on because I didn't know any better. And uh, the Dan the band director at the time was uh, Dan Ferris, who's now the marching band director at Northwestern. Uh, he saw me. He didn't know who I was. Obviously, I'm just a dumb freshman who just joined the band, and uh, he saw me with that hat on. And uh, he looked at me dead in the eye, and he said, you get that MFing hat off your head right now. If you're in a Redbird, you do not wear that around this campus. And I was an ISU fan ever since after that. So I was in the band for four years, and that really got me connected in the sports and, uh, and watching Redbirds. 
Awesome. So the so the band directors have hung out with the basketball coaches to work on their communication skills. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> right. Especially especially in the nineties. Yeah. We know Stallings could drop. Uh, him and Donawald uh, could drop. Yeah, we're not going to get into the F-bombs they could drop. Brian, you're up, big man. All right, well, um, I've lived in Blooming and Normal since uh, I was five years old. Uh, we started out in Washington, Illinois, and my dad followed Bradley as well back at that time because that was the mm. local program. And then when we moved to uh, Normal, uh, we started going to ISU games. So I've been going off and on. We never had season tickets when I was a kid, but we would go to seven, eight games a year, uh, me and my dad, and back in the Horton Fieldhouse days and uh, sit down close to the action and uh, listen to the raucous crowds in that place. Um, so that's where I developed my love for uh, Redbird basketball. Awesome. 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 So, Brian, we got to talk. So, so the the board it's changed a little oh, yeah. bit, right? To, to how it's run now, Mike. So, let's talk about the history and, and how the board came about. And, and, and sure, you know. So, yeah. um, in 1995, um, a, a, I was going with my internet access. I just switched off of AOL to a local ISP, and they had web free web space available. Dave's which I worked yeah. at, Dave's and, and Brian for the for the younger fans out there. When when did the internet start? Uh, <laughs> that's a good question. I'm uh, it, I didn't have it when I had my Commodore C sixty four, but but when I got my three eighty six, uh, internet was available. So I probably got on the internet. I'm going to guess ninety two, ninety three, probably about that time frame would be a ballpark guess. I'm getting too old to remember. Gritty yeah, but for the general public, 95 is pretty early it adoption. It is. So, um, and I had a buddy who also was going through the same ISP. He's like, they got free web space, and he was doing some web design stuff, just playing around with it. And he's like, you really should start a page up. You need to do something. I'm like, you know, like well, what would I do? He's like, well, why don't you do something on ISU basketball? You're a big ISU basketball fan. And at the time, ISU only had a black and white static <laughs> page that was this is redbird athletics it wasn't even there wasn't even a basketball page it was this is our redbird athletics page this is our ad this is our you know associates and blah 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 um so i started up and i just started tinkering with web design i, I went out and uh, borrowed a few graphics from isu um <laughs> and I, I did you get the license? Yeah, and I, I, you know, a lot of that played into my mindset through the years of running the board was that they were gracious enough not to bark at me, say, "Hey, take this crap down. This is this is this this is unofficial." Um, so, but anyway, so I started Brian's unofficial Redbird page on that uh, local ISP's uh, shared space. And I just started throwing out graphics and putting up some game information. I thought I'm going to put the roster out there, the current team, and start putting the scores of games and who was the leading scorer, rebounder, who had double-doubles, things like that. And I started just over time backfilling all that information and staying current and then going back in time as well with all the rosters and things like that. I just started developing all kinds of links the things that I would go out and look for for basketball, like, you know, the Sagarin ratings and RPI and, 
the links to all of the other teams that we were playing uh, to their websites, things like that. And I just started slowly building that stuff up. And I bumped into a couple of people at games who sat in my section who uh, were familiar with my page after we got to talking. And one of them um, who, as of his last time on Redbird Fan, was a I Hate Bradley Winders was his screen name. Uh, <laughs> I, I won't mention him personally. But anyway, he's like, man, you really need to get a message board on this thing so people can talk about it. And I, I was minorly resistant at first, and then I decided, well, I'll pull the trigger and go ahead and do that. So I set it up. I, you know, I had some information. You could get gather some statistics off of you know who was visiting your site, but not much. So one night before a game, I, I I downloaded some message board forum software. I probably went through four or five versions before I landed on the version that Mike probably is still using today. But um. So I downloaded it, got it all set up. I posted a link to it out on the side. I went to the game. I came home expecting nothing. And here was six or seven people who were all out-of-towner people. TP guy was one of the very first people to, to show up there. And, of course, he's you know historical in Redbird fan basketball hit chatting world. But um, And then a few other people. Uh, Recruiter Brett was another one that, I know he still pops his head in on the board every once in a while, but uh, they were talking, and I was just blown away that people were actually looking at my site, let alone ready to interact. And they were like, oh, I love that you got this message board up here. So I left it up. Like I said, I tried, you know, I can't remember versions of software that I tried, but I, I went through a few iterations of uh, different message board software and switched them out through the years and, uh, just kind of built on it from there, and that really became what everybody was coming to my site to do was to talk rather than find out that information because then they could chat during games instead of coming out and seeing what Brian had posted. I would actually go to the Panagraph, or not, I shouldn't say the Panagraph website, the physical Panagraph the next morning. <laughs> I developed a spreadsheet for stats, and I would in the morning I would get the Panagraph, I would go to the stats because they used to print all the stats of the games, which they never do anymore. But um, And I would transpose those into a spreadsheet and upload them so that all the statistics from that game were there. Um, so it was, you know, it was a cumbersome world to live in at the time. It's uh, The Internet has really grown since then, but <laughs> that's kind of how it got its start, and it just uh, became its own animal from there. You know, it started out as basketball only. And then people started talking about football on the board and people who want to talk about basketball. Are you football people talking on this? I don't want to hear about football. Okay. So I started a football forum and then I started a women's basketball forum. And then I just gave every sport an option to have, you know, for people to come out and talk about. So that's pretty much where it awesome. came from. So Mike, how did you get involved then? Uh, so uh, I found I don't remember how I found out about it. I think probably from some friends who were students uh, when I was a freshman, and um, they kind of pointed me to it, and I just kind of started posting. I made a name out there, uh, you know, which is my name today, still out there, and uh, started just kind of posting as a dumb student. Um, you know, we riled some people up. I know, um, you know, <laughs> messing with people. We. Uh, 
And then we found out Bradley had a message board, and we started posting on their message board, and uh, so <laughs> it just kind of took off from there. And I've been posting on it ever since. But now you support it, right? Yep. Yeah, so in 2010, uh, Brian kind of came to me and said, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to take it over or it's going to go away. So uh, so I, I decided, okay, well, I can I can try and at least just let, you know keep it running. So I thought I'll do this for a few years. Maybe I'll find somebody else who will take over. And that was 12 years ago. And so, uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. So <laughs> nobody else wants it, of course, because everyone's smarter than me. So, uh, yeah, so I've been running it ever since. Yeah, That's I did awesome. it for 15 years, um, and, you know, the last seven, eight years of it was down years, which, of course, we've extended that streak since then. But, um, <laughs> really, Brian, we got to go I, there. I, we I, don't, we don't need to know I, how long the became, cold spell is going It became for. torture to me. Between that and I, I switched jobs because when I started the board, I was working at Mitsubishi, cranking torque wrenches all day long. And then I took the buyout from Mitsubishi and got into IT. So, Mike, uh, we're going to talk about a day that, that I remember very vividly. Um, not to say that, you know, I, I'm, I'm addicted to the Redbird board, but I do go there every day, probably more than once. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, every once in a while, you, you know, you can't get in. You know, things like happen that, you know, with IT all the time. So, but, you know, I went there about five, six times that day. It's still not, it's not up the next day. And I was just like, what the hell is going on? So, you know, tell us about, you know, that day. It was about, was about four or five years ago? Maybe? Yeah, yeah, somewhere on there, maybe a little longer. But, uh, yeah, uh, to be honest, I still don't even know what truly happened. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I started getting, I have, uh, some people have my phone number that I'm friends with off the board who are posts. And so, started getting text messages that, hey, the board's down. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm sure it'll come up in a little bit. I'm sure my host is having a problem or whatever. You know, I didn't really think of anything of it. And then a few hours later, it's like, man, the board is still down. What's going on? So I'm like, okay, well, I'll try and poke around. And I go out there, and I can't get into anything. Like, I just can't get into to the, the database and stuff behind the scenes. I just, I, it's just all, like, locked out. And I have no idea why. And so I tried to work with the provider, figure it out. And then I just decided, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to start it over. I'm just going to download new software and, and just start it over. So... That's what I ended up doing. We lost a lot of posts, unfortunately. People had to re-register. People changed names. So then people didn't know who some people were. And they, you know, oh, I'm not that person. Uh, so some, uh, some of us can't remember what our name was. Yeah, <laughs> that was the other problem. Yeah. So to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. I don't I I understand. So, so some people needed to change names for other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, that was a very stressful couple of days. I really didn't have a way. Cause I didn't like have a way really, cause I was locked out to really get a message out to everybody. I didn't have a way to tell everybody, Hey, I know the board's down. I'm working on it. Don't go anywhere. Come back. Uh, I didn't delete it anything like that. So, but luckily everybody kind of kept checking or word of mouth got around and most everybody came back. That's, that's what I found amazing was like, you know, people kept checking it and then through whatever people found out about it. Right. And, and and I don't know. You, you probably have the stats. I don't know how many people we had before, you know, that thing crashed. And then how many you got back right away? But uh, you, you know, for, fairly soon there was a lot of people posting back on on, on that board. Yeah, we lost all the the, the content, right? And, and right. You couldn't, 
requote people so we can make up stuff now, right? And not, <laughs> exactly. not be wrong, which is right. always good, right? Yeah. No, no one could go back and double check that. Yeah, I but, said uh, this back um, then. No problem. I I definitely said that. Exactly. <laughs> or no, I didn't say that. I don't know what you're talking about. How many people are registered to the board? Uh, it's a little over a thousand, I think, at least. Um, yeah, I I can. I'll have to look it up, but uh, I don't just, know. I was curious. Yeah, I, mean, I think it like. I mean, I, I mean, some people have an appreciation, right? You know, especially people that have done different things. You know, Brian has appreciation because he was doing it before, but. You know, I think the average user doesn't understand, you know, how much time you guys put into it. I'm not just saying posting and stuff like that, but your, your personal use, but like just maintaining it, governing yep. it, sometimes playing <laughs> yeah. referee, right? Mike, I see you step in, right? Especially uh, the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, um, you, you had to play referee. I, I mean, how much time would you estimate that you, you guys were spending, not, not on the enjoyment side of the board, but on the, the governance and, and the maintenance side? Um, yeah, so uh, I guess my the enjoyment kind of rolls into the kind of mixes with the other one because, uh, you know, I come out a couple times a day and, I, and the first thing I do is I just start reading every post. I go through almost every post. Um, I don't so much on the football side. I actually have, uh, you know, everybody kind of knows Total Red. Um, he's been helping me now for a few years because he's really into football and not so much in the basketball. So I kind of gave yeah. him some power on the football board because uh, I'm not a huge college football fan. I, I follow ISU, obviously, but uh, so he helps me out a lot on that side, but I still read most of it. So it, it kind of rolls all together, right? Uh, I want to read all the posts anyway, so I read them all. Um, and then hopefully as I'm doing it, I'm hoping that I don't have to do anything but be an ISU fan. Um, that doesn't always work <laughs> out that way. <laughs> um, it's gotten better here in the last couple of years now, probably because – uh, I think interest has gone down a little bit as we haven't been as good. So we'll see. Hopefully uh, Coach Peden gets us back up to the top and, and we get a lot more posters again, and then maybe I'll have to start playing referee again. But when we won that Valley Championship uh, under Dan, uh, it was it was pretty crazy there for a while. We had uh, we had some, some people you needed to put in some timeouts once in a while, but we got through it. <laughs> Brian, how much time uh, are you spending well, like, back then? since most all the time that I had the site, I was hosting all kinds of other information outside of the board itself. I spent quite a bit of time on doing that. So you, I would have to, you know, when I would come home and do a write up on a game, you know, the, the blow by blow of what happened during the game and put the stats out there. Then I've got to launch my FTP software, FTP the files up to the site. Um, I had some snafus consistent consistent with Mike's as far as one time, you know, I launched the board and the website wouldn't pull up. Well, it ended up, I had forgotten to pay. You have to, you have to buy your redbirdfan.net or red redbirdfan.com name. And I had uh, forgotten to uh, put up my next year's uh, funds. And so they, they shut my site down. And so here I was, here I was at work scrambling to repay for that before some snarky Bradley fan decided to sneak in there and buy it and make a joke side out of it or something. Um, and there was another time back in the early days before I had uh, redbirdfan.com and I had a long string URL that you had to get to to go to the site. Um, somebody from the Panagraph had reached out to me about it 
and did just a real short little write-up in the pantograph out of it. Well, he totally blew the URL. So I got up in the morning. At the time I was working in Mitsubishi, I got up at like 5 in the morning looking at the paper before I went going to work. They screwed up the URL. Nobody's going to be able to get there. So I was thinking about it as I was working. What the hell am I going to do? This is great. And I had already called them and told them, hey, you screwed that up. They were, they printed a retraction a couple of days later. But I thought, well, I'll just go home, make a web page that's the name of the screwed up portion of it. URL, yeah. And do yeah. a redirect to the main page. Point. So, yep. Mark, so I that's had good. To, to the, that, that's why they pay you the big bucks to, you know, to, to maintain right. that site, and, right? You know, I was doing... You know, TGI <laughs> scripts and JavaScript stuff for like the, the, the menus so that the drop down menus and mouse overs with image mapping. And when they switched to uh, from Reggie to the mean Reggie, I got a morph program <laughs> and I created a morphing Reggie where the image morphed from the thumbs up Reggie into the new mean Reggie. And then I also did some spinning oh, Reggies cool. and things like that. So I, I, you know, back when it, when I was just doing it for fun, when I wasn't doing IT for a living, I was, you know, three hours a night probably screwing around with just the design of the site itself, not to mention just the board part. But then, yeah, when yeah. the board came along and it got really popular and a lot of people were posting, then like Mike said, you know, you got to go out and read all that stuff because it's my site, my board, and I don't want stuff out there. You know, I had you know, very few rules, you know, basically, you know, don't post any hearsay about players, nothing that hasn't been in the paper or on the radio yet. So occasionally I had to beat some people down that were, you know, I saw so-and-so at a bar last night doing such and such. And I'm not, we're not getting into those conversations here. You know, I don't want hearsay stuff. So that was pretty much, you know, the, the only law that I had that and, you know, keep it PG or, or better on the language. But, um, but anyway, so yeah, I, I I would spend you know several hours a, a night and week, you know, messing around with and updating the information. You know, at the beginning of the season when I got the roster or when we got the schedule set, I would go out and get the graphics for all the non-con teams we were playing and link to their program so that you could link off of the game page to that. And so yeah, it was it was a lot of effort. So. For us, John Diner, you joined it first, right? You found it. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 uh, I obviously been a Redbird fan since '88, and I was starving for Redbird information, Redbird wait, basketball wait, wait. information. What happened? You started in '84. Oh, '84. No, no, no. so, okay, so, so were you so, not yeah, a Redbird yeah, fan for the first three years that you were there? I just no. Curious. I've been a Redbird fan since '84, <laughs> and. Uh, uh, um, pretty much ever since I got out of college, I was, you know, trying to find some information on Redbird basketball or, you know, there's really nothing except what you can get in the paper, at least up until, you know, like two, 20, you know, 2005 or something like that. And then eventually uh, I linked up with uh, my brother-in-law, who's actually been on the, the site here. He, he uh, told me about redbirdfan.net and said, this is a great place for you to go get all this kind of information and, and uh, you know, post about Redbird, uh, Redbird basketball or to get information on Redbird basketball. And uh, uh, I sort of, you know, Steve and I have been friends ever since we were back in college. And uh, when uh, we started going to games, I was telling Steve, you know, 
look at this, look at this Redbird board, you know, and I was sort of dragging him along in order to get him to go there. But then he's actually taken that over and sort of, he's been more oh, posting well, on the board. More. First. So <laughs> when I first went to it, and this is on a sketch, and now, now I appreciate it. But when I first joined, I was like, there was so much like history stories going on. Like, like Brian, like, I mean, there was things like you guys would refer to that. I didn't know what the hell you guys were talking about. It, you know, there's things between you and TP and all these other people. I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? Right. There was all these inside jokes. And, and, you know, I can appreciate some people. But I had Thomas like, this isn't a board. Like, you know, right? <laughs> At first, so he was on it. And and I got to admit, I didn't even know what my first name was, right? I, I joined it, and I, w- I would just read, right? And I wasn't really posting. And and I, I had kids, and I was busy and stuff like that. And uh, so I, I kind of joined. And then I, I walked away for, for a long time, you know. And then uh, he got me to go back on. Yeah, and he's right now. Now, now my kids are growing up, so I don't have anything to do. So I check the board <laughs> ten, ten times a day. I post, you know, a fair amount. Yeah, and it's it's a lot of fun, right? And once you know the history and you understand the inside jokes, it's it's a lot, it's a lot of fun, right? And you see people over time, and you know, like Brian, we met over in, yep. in St. Louis and stuff like that. You, you start to meet people, right? And then you're like, hey, sometimes like you can guess who they are. You're like, oh. You're, you're this person, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of funny, you know, from that standpoint. But, uh, you know, then you meet them in person and you understand their personalities and stuff like that. So it, I think it becomes more of a, you know, like a little... It's, not it's a community. Culture. It's a community. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, and, and you get to know people, even though you don't get to see them physically and stuff like that, or, you know, now, you know, virtually like this. But uh, in a way, you get to know them and understand them. Through the good times yeah, and the bad times. I've developed right? a lot of great friends exactly. based on, on the board. Uh, Mike and, you know, CPAP now, Mel and, um, you know, just several people, Jaybird and people who I met at games. You know, they're like, oh, we're going to be at, I think, Mike, the first time we met was probably at that Wisconsin tournament. Um, where yep. Marquette was hosting a, a tournament and we were playing Penn State and then um, we played, we beat them and then got pounded by Marquette and then I think so. Yep, beat somebody else. I can't remember who it was after that. But anyway, so I met you and Mel and Cindy and Jerry Jaybird and um, you know those friendships just all took off in there and we started, you know, are you going to this game? You going to that game? Let's meet up after the game, go out, have some drinks or whatever. And then of course, lobby parties uh, developed out of that. And that's where we ran into you three. Um, John, I used to see it all the, yeah. all the tournaments every year he would come in for the tournament and I'd always, you know, just say Hey to him as I was walking by or whatever, but it never really went farther than that yeah. until one night when you wandered into the Drury Inn. Uh, lobby after a game and there were 20 or 30 people there <laughs> sitting there having a good time and talking and you kind of joined the crowd and uh yeah we didn't even know you guys were there we were we used to stay over with the team for a couple of years um and then for some reason we picked the drury and i don't even know why that year and we had gone to dinner after the games and walked in, and there was just a sea of red. And so we went down, sat down, and started talking ISU basketball. So, I think the one thing, you know, like when new people join, right, 
and you know they're on there because they want to talk basketball and there's plenty of basketball that's being talked or football if, you know, if you're in those forums and stuff like that but but as you go through the basketball right and then the things that you know when i first joined like oh that's annoying you know i don't understand some of these inside things but like you, you know when we go off on some of these tangents there's some of the funniest things like yeah I, we were just doing like i'll tell you about like the phil right. collins yep. thing that was going on <laughs> right and so and someone posted like like enough's enough, right? What's the Phil Collins thing? So <laughs> someone posted like I think it was was it nineteen whatever seventy something all state and one of the players in high school at that time was named Phil Collins. So of course people start talking about like um lyrics you know, I didn't know Phil, Phil Collins, Collins. But, right. Didn't know that, but they're throwing lyrics in the thing. So it's like you had to pick a song, right? And people are doing that, and someone's just like, "This, this has run its course, right?" Well, all that did was trigger like yeah, ten more some people posts. Get up, <laughs> which I, which I, I was only reading. Then I decided to join at that point. Like, like what was the genesis of this? You know, right? So I, I had to throw genesis in there, and then you know, Mr. Halka like joined too, and uh, you know, it just goes from there. So some of those things were. I think people that are newer, you know, and they're just looking for the basketball. I think over time you come to appreciate sure. that, you know, a little bit more, mm-hmm. as well as these these friendships. Yeah, well, really I enjoy a good laugh, a so uh, you know, I'm always looking for a laugh whenever I can get one. And actually, when I <laughs> when when I passed the board over to Mike, I told him that I was probably going to be the class clown, and I was for the first two or three years. I posted zero serious posts. Just gonna have fun. <laughs> yeah. Tired. You know, this has been a monkey on my back, a drudgery for so long that I'm. I, I want to get back to the enjoyment of it. So I just had fun, and you know, some people like it, some people don't. I don't care, but you know, that's just it is what it is. But it, you know, life is. You gotta have fun in life. So you know, don't be so uptight. Yeah, I, I like always when. Uh... And I'm not even ashamed of it. Like, you know, I'm on my cell phone. I'm at work. I look real quick. And I just text something really quick. Well, it's not even texting. I'm posting, right? And I just do it really quick. I post it, right? And I got 12 misspelled words in there. And, you know, it is what it is, okay? Sometimes I go back. Now you get the edit feature. I can go edit it if I want, if I do it. But I always like when, you know, you you call me out on some stupid thing. You know, that's always it, you know, yeah. but it is what it is, right? And, and take uh, away from your point, it just, yeah, so. adds. It just adds to it. No, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, well, we now? this has been awesome, Mike and Brian. Thank you so much for being on for being on with sure. Bird Fans Forever uh, podcast. I, I thought that you and so well that you've gotten down to guys like us. You, you know, the, yeah, <laughs> this is the fandom, right? This is the right again. You've been with me at the Drury where we we threw on games this year. I started bringing yep. games now, and we just sit there and argue sure. our points of view, and and it's a lot of fun. And uh, um, I enjoy listening to fans' point of view because it's not a view that I got a lot of, you know, in college. Right? I mean, when you're inside the the, the hamster wheel that is spinning, you don't always get to see it from a point, yep. uh, fan's point of view. And I really enjoy that and, and the perspective you guys bring. And so, um, and I've gotten you and Cindy and all the rest of the people that hang out in the jury after the, you know, the 
the game where we either lose or even Saturday night when it's over early enough so that we can oh, sit yeah. there. It's a lot of fun, right? Eating pizza, drinking beer, yeah. and, and just well, we love it. Stuff. You know, so, even though you know the basketball is going to suck, if you're like in the playing round, you still know you're going to have a good yeah. time. I go down there for the good food, and yeah, yeah, out yeah, with yeah. People and talking, seeing faces I haven't seen in a while, and having a good time. Yep, agreed. So, and before we sign up, I want to say. Mike, thanks for uh, maintaining the board. Yes, right? Brian, thanks for uh, uh, you know starting it. it. Yep, and, and then burning Mike with it. <laughs> no, seriously, in all seriousness, sure. You know, thanks. It's it's uh, yeah, it was a lot yeah. of great thing. I did, I did have a lot of fun while I was yep. doing it. At the end, it was kind of ugly, but you know, for the most part, it was a great time, and I still have a great time getting on there, even though I know that it's going to be a lot of this going on when things are bad. Um, it's still fun. Yep, yep, yep. All right, with that. Oh, and welcome to Bird Fans Forever podcast. So today we're talking to another podcast, the March to the Arch with Baker and Vance. So we have John Baker on. Mr. Baker, how you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Thank you guys for having me on today. Awesome, okay. Thanks for joining us. Normally we start with, how did you get to ISU? But we found out you didn't go to ISU, so let's hear it. Yeah, so um, it's pretty crazy. Uh, I, I've i been an Illinois State fan from as long as I can remember. So my parents both went to Illinois State. Um, they had season tickets when I was growing up as a kid. Um, I was just thinking about, before uh, we were coming on, I was just thinking about you know some memories of mine. But like the first basketball memory I can remember, um, and it's crazy, I actually looked up the game. It was uh, 96-97, Illinois State basketball. That would have been um, – so they had season tickets, and if, if you guys are familiar with Redbird Arena, like the top bowl – like or the bottom of – or I'm sorry, the lower bowl at the very top, right behind it kind of had like these like – it was kind of like the handicap area, but at the time they would sell – if you had season tickets, they could sell you like folding chairs to sit there when they – I yeah. mean, there were some big crowds where they had uh, standing room only. So my sisters, when we were – I mean – I would have been like six years old. We would always sit there in those in those chairs right behind my parents who had the season tickets at the very top row of the lower bowl. So, um, I mean, I've been going to Illinois State games every year. I've gone to an Illinois State home game um, every single year since I was, I believe, six years old is what my when I talked to my mom about a while ago, um, and that includes COVID, by the way. Uh, but uh, yeah, just been a just been an Illinois State fan forever. Even though I did go to Eastern Illinois University, I. You know, I'd followed Illinois State basketball forever, and I mean, even at Eastern Illinois, I mean, I was the I was the weird guy who's still such a big Redbird fan. So, um, yeah, been a ISU fan forever. That was awesome. All right, now here's the here's the what's going to make us very uh, melancholy at this point. What year were you born in? Nineteen eighty-eight. Good. Okay. All right. So at least you were alive when I was playing. What? All right. All right. That was the year I graduated from college. Yeah. <laughs> I had two seasons left. Okay, well, that's that's good, right? I, I was this is going to be a very short interview if I found out that you weren't even alive. But... <laughs> All so, right. so, so, Baker, you, you're you go to Eastern, you're an Illinois State fan, and you hook up with someone to, to, to do a Missouri Valley podcast. How, how's that come about? Yeah, so that actually, so that came about um, years later after college. Um, it was about five or six years after. The... Um... Hey, John. What is the name of no, your go podcast? Ahead. What's up? Plug it. March to the Arch podcast. 
uh, so we created the March the Arch podcast. Uh, it was a uh, it was kind of a weird conversation. So a uh, buddy of mine, Vance, obviously, uh, those of you, your uh, audience who have heard our podcast, um, he and I, we had our same lunch crew that we would eat with all the time. And we were the two crazy guys that were just hardcore Missouri Valley Conference basketball fans. And we and that's kind of how our friendship kind of began is because we kind of had some mutual friends, but we realized we both love Valley Hoops and he's a huge Southern Illinois fan. And so we would talk Valley Hoops all the time, all the time. And it was just kind of like in the middle of a conversation with our friends. It's like, why don't you guys start a podcast? Like, no one's doing a Valley podcast. Why don't you guys – you guys know enough about it. You guys watch all the games. I mean, Vance and I were – even before we started doing the podcast, like we were watching a Missouri State Loyola game on a Tuesday. Nobody else is watching this game. But, you know, <laughs> there are people out there watching those games too. There, there are um, people. So like like uh, us. <laughs> I, it was funny. So we kind of had like a, a deal, and, I, uh, and, and, and one of my buddies, uh, Todd, he actually had told – he's like, we kind of put the number at eight. Like, would we get to eight podcasts? And I think we're almost up to a hundred now, which is, which is insane. We've been doing it. This is going to be our fourth year doing it. We actually just recorded one, uh, our part of a podcast that's coming out soon, just the other day. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, and it's been awesome. We've, um, we've been able to take it from, we, we built, literally built it from scratch. We didn't, we started like started our Twitters from scratch. We hadn't used any, any established media that we had had we literally started with zero followers we didn't use any of our own stuff we you know branded everything this and we started from the scratch and i mean we've got a we've got a really good listener base now um after after three years three full years and it's uh it's it's going really well so did you meet vance then at work yeah so it was weird um he was he was friends with um some we had mutual friends it was it just happened that we had mutual friends and we had ate lunch a couple times together and it just so happened that we were both valley fans it was it was kind of a hat by happenstance honestly but um it ended up working out really well and so essentially to summarize this your friends at work were tired of you talking valley basketball at lunch and they tried to divert <laughs> this by getting you to start a podcast probably a pretty darn good theory <laughs> that's that's probably a pretty good yeah. theory yeah. <laughs> And I just found out that John works at a very large Midwest insurance company based out of Bloomington, where I also work at, so State Farm. And uh, so I did not know Vance worked there also. Oh, that, that, this is interesting. So I can oh, neither confirm or cool. deny that. But yes. um, I will have to uh, introduce you to the Bradley alumni group, and you can listen to the Bradley fans. Uh, there's like three or four of them that meet monthly oh, yeah. and uh, they like to have me on and torment me when they're beating us. So yeah, it's been bad. So Bradley fans are no fun. All right, so, Baker, when you started this up, I mean, you're starting yeah. from scratch, right? How did you get like Missouri state fans involved and, in, and, and reach out to them? So I'll put it this way. So Vance, Vance does do a lot of the work. I'm going to give him a lot of credit because he does a lot of the work with editing, um, you know, putting up the website. But I think one thing, one thing I did put a lot of work into was kind of reaching out to other fan bases. And so what we would do is we would just try to, um, we would interact with anyone we could on Twitter um, when it comes to their other fan bases. We would also post our podcasts on their message boards. Like, so you have an, we started an account on every single message board in the Valley. And so every single message board, if you go, you guys obviously go on the Illinois State one, you'll probably see our podcast pop up there because, you know, I still post it on there. And I still get message from ISU fans saying, hey, thank you for keep posting it on there. Um, you know, it helps us keep up with the show. And so we were able to kind of interact with people through that. 
um, you know, we with the Northern Iowa fans, and so we have an account on every single one, and and each each po- each uh, message board has its own thread, so um, we're able to message back and forth with people, and it's kind of a good way to get a get the name out, and especially when we have like a good guest. So like, for example, I know last year we had um, Seth Tuttle, uh, coach at Northern Iowa, and uh, he played there as well. Uh, we made sure to make yeah. uh, make a point to you know we got to get this out to a bunch of the Northern Iowa fans like this is one they're going to want to hear, um, and right, so like right. we we definitely yeah. every time we have a guest on that you know is from a particular school we try to we try to tailor it to that fan base as well. Obviously everybody's going to listen to our show, but you know we want to make sure that we grow it in that fan base when we have those episodes. So when. It probably started out like similar to us, right? You, you know, we, we had some discussions and then down in St. Louis, John brought these uh, super secret folders that we laugh about. And, and you know, it's like, are we going to do this? So we, where we take the leap of faith and, and, and Pemberton uh, uh, was the one, you know, pushing us and stuff like that. When did it cross for you guys? Like, we, like, hey, we're, we're, we're going here, dipping our toes in this. Like, hey, this is... This is something that's happening. It's getting traction now and stuff like you that. You know, and and I won't talk uh, like I know I know this isn't. I don't want to dive too too behind the curtain on this one, but I think if we started seeing it grow, like the numbers grow, and it was kind of like it was it was growing way faster than we thought it would, and that was kind of at least it, it was it was nice for us to see that hey okay people are listening to this and then you know like my if you look at my Twitter my DMs on my Twitter I was getting a bunch of people saying you know how much they love the show and how much. You know, they were talking about, hey, you had this take the other day, which I think you're stupid for this take, but, you know, thanks for the show. And it, it was, to us, it was it was gratifying to be able to see this many people. And so kind of once we started seeing it grow and as we would get different guests, um, you know, uh, we've had a lot of really, we've people have been really kind and come on the show. Um, and, and I think it was being able to get the bigger and bigger guests as we go. I think that was also kind of like the, the thing that clicked. It was like, oh, wow, this is actually working. People are listening to it. People are actually enjoying it. Yeah. So you said you interviewed the Northern Iowa coach. Any other coaches you've had? Been able Ooh, to I don't want to. So I'll give you a little tease. We have a podcast <laughs> coming out um, here in a couple of weeks where we will have multiple coaches on. But I don't want to give it away yet. It's, it's oh, a surprise. You get, you get the uh, – you get – you get Ryan, Coach Peden. Oh, I can neither Ooh, I can neither con- I can neither confirm or deny any of the any of the guests for the next show. But um, that one will be good uh, good to look out for. But um, you know we've had we've had uh, both the current and the the former commissioner of the Missouri Valley Conference. We've had you know all the beat writers around. Um, yep, Belgium. absolutely. Um, we've had uh, you know a lot of the writers, a lot of um, you know people at the universities. We've um, you know, we've had just, we've been so lucky that pretty much everybody we've wanted to talk to has agreed to come on and they've been awesome guests. Like I know like one we have on pretty regularly is, uh, Harry Schrader. I'm sure you guys are familiar with him. Valley Hoops Insider. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's, yeah. we've had him on probably 10 times and I mean, he's so kind with his time and, um, as are all of the people that we've had on. So, um, we've been, we've been super fortunate that, that we've had, you know, we've been able to get pretty much any guests we want. I mean, I, I think one, I think. I mean, commissioner, commission, both commissioners were were so cool and gracious with their time. I think they would probably be uh, the highlights for us if I had to if I had to pinpoint two. Um, outside of Harry, obviously, yeah. who's our favorite guest that we've had on the most. All right, Baker. So this is uh, 
this is an ISU podcast, right? This isn't, uh, you know, your, your, your podcast, you got to talk about the whole Valley. But we're going to yeah. take those. Uh, Screw uh-huh. the other nine teams or soon to yeah. be 11 teams. Yeah. We're going to set you free here, okay? Vance isn't around. Safe space. Okay. Let's talk some ISU basketball. So, so give us your thoughts on the, uh, on the upcoming season uh, um, and, and how the roster put together. Some thoughts there. Well, this is going to be fun because this is a safe space. I can actually talk Redbird hoops. I, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, a lot of Redbird fans will be listening to this show. But, um, you know, I, I think looking at this season, and I think you guys, I, I mean, let me throw it back to you guys. Have you guys ever seen a summer like this, like an off season like this with all the transfer port, Last portal summers where you have people just transfer? Like this, well, yeah, but this one's, this one's even, this was, te- this was two summers ago on steroids. This summer was yeah. just insane. And, you know, with the, with the extra COVID year, this is – it's such a weird climate for college basketball. And, you know, not to mention, we just lost our head coach. We, got, we have a new head coach coming in, um, which I think, first and foremost, I think Ryan, if you just take a step back and look at the staff he brought in um, with Walter, Judson, and Dockage, like, it's such a perfect blend. And I love, I love that he's already kind of putting his, his – his, handprints all over this team you know you have a guy walter who he's comfortable with someone that he is from ohio and then you have judson who's a veteran coach and you have dockage who could be an up-and-coming coach yeah. so you kind of have such a great blend that you can work with the kids so right off the bat as an illinois state fan i'm excited to see the staff and you know i mean obviously we want to see the play on the court but so far so good on that way um as for the team um it's kind of a mixed bag um I think this team could be better than most people think. Um, and I know I'm going to come off like a homer saying that, but it's a Redbird podcast, so I'm going to, I'm going to spew some positivity. There's three, three major contributors coming back, uh, McChesney, Kendall Lewis, and Ryan Schmidt. Um, Kendall Lewis started a lot last year. Uh, the other two kind of spot starters. I think they showed potential, and I think it's, it's, a good, it's a good nice little core that a lot of teams, some teams don't even have. Like Murray State, they flipped their entire roster. So it's good to have yeah. a couple guys coming in. And then looking at the rest of the roster, I guess to put it to you quickly and, and, and concisely, there's six transfers coming in that four of which, when you talk of Burford, uh, Sandage, uh, Patarkas, and Knight, four of those, we need three of them to be contributors. Absolutely. Right. And yep. then we also have Kasabuki and Pondexter, two, two power five transfers. One was from Virginia, one was from K-State. If one of them pan out, like you're looking at a pretty good roster of about that goes about seven or eight deep. Well, and, and you look at what's happened with right the transfer portal, the national image likeness, right? You got Isaiah Mosley gone. Yeah. You got Antonio. We lost Reeves to Kentucky. You got uh, Noah Carter because I just was talking to them before you jumped on. Of the top fifteen scorers, two graduated, leaving you thirteen other players. And you have seven that are staying. The other six are on the road and gone, right? So teams like Northern Iowa that could have had Green, that could have had Noah Carter, their top threes are gone. They're going to have to rebuild, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, so I, you know, I mean, that makes as much. If you look last year going into the season, there was four teams based on their rosters and experience that were just probably heads and tails of everybody else in the league. You can look at Drake this year and, and probably say the same thing, right? But I'm, I, after that, maybe, maybe Southern. But 
you know, I, I think it's up in the air. So I'd say Southern mm. and Bradley is yeah. your, is your probably your two three. Um, you know, Rink Mass coming back for Bradley. I mean, he's one of the best big men in the league last year. But they year. lost Roberts. I mean, they um, they lost some. Yeah, yeah. no, but yeah, they had, they did they did. Um, I think that they they how do I put this? I think they restocked the cupboard pretty well though. Yeah. Um, and and you'll you'll learn real quick. Bradley's not gonna not gonna necessarily go away. But you know this to me. If you're looking at the Missouri Valley as a whole, um, Drake is by far and away the clear favorite to win this league. Right. Um, especially on paper with who they're bringing back. I mean, Tucker DeVries should be the preseason player of the year. Yeah. And, agreed. I mean, he's only going to get better. I think after that, though, it comes down to, you know, is Bradley going to be – can they take that step? Do they have enough to, to, you know, challenge Drake or at least be in second? I think for Brian Mullins down at Southern Illinois, um, I think – I think the pressure's on him because he has the roster this year. Like, he has his guys who are, you know, he, he's got the upperclassmen. Like, if it's now or never for that team, for that group. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, it'll be interesting. But, like, to your point, if you take a step back and look at Illinois State, everybody else had turnover in the league. Like, you talked about Northern Iowa, Missouri State, losing right. Green and Mosley. I mean, Prim. I, I don't yeah. think it's inconceivable, Illinois State, to kind of, you know, be in the top. They, you know, if, if things come together, these, these transfers come together with a defensive style that Payton's going to, Payton's going to have him play. I, I don't think it's unrealistic to think that they could have an outside shot at being, you know, the top half of the league. I agree. Yeah. I like agree. The turnover, just, the turnaround could come quicker than people think. Yeah, yeah. And part of it is, and I have said this to anybody who will listen to me, the modern-day coaches have got to be able to pull a team together in months, right, where, you know, my team was brought in in 85 and 86 and will win the championship in 94 or five years later, right? So we did four years together. Mm -hmm. They had time to gel us and mold us and, and kind of build a, a cohesive team. You know, coach has got to pull this together in months and then try to put them onto the court because you got to be able to manage. you got to be able to recruit out of the portal almost more than you got to recruit out of high school. Yeah, it's a... Uh... It's definitely a balance because, you know, it, it, it does feel like kind of a fire drill. And to me, it, if you look at college basketball's history, everything's kind of gone in waves where, you know, there was the, the you know, 15 years ago when Missouri Valley broke the RPI. And, you know, then the RPI went away. And then the, then some of the mid-major teams have tried, find, found other ways to get themselves in a tournament and have better resumes. I think the same thing's going to happen with the portal. I think at this time right now, um, it feels like a lot of the mid-majors are kind of being cannibalized by the power power six schools. They're taking a lot of our best players, and, you know, they're they're doing, you know, great things. And, and listen, like I look at a guy like Reeves, I wish him nothing but the best right. in Kentucky. Right. I hope he tears it up. Um, that'd be awesome. Um, but I think it's I think it's going to be kind of – it's going to be cyclical because I think at some point the mid-major teams are going to figure out how can we take advantage of this transfer portal. Absolutely. How can we Absolutely. make this work for us? And, you know, you look at us with – with Luke and Malachi coming in from Virginia and Kansas State, I mean, I think that's partly one way to do it. Guys who are maybe not getting the minutes at the Power Six level, um, you know, in the Big Twelve or in the ACC, maybe they look at an opportunity at Illinois State where they can get a little bit more shine, work on their game more because they're going to get more playing time. And I think that's that's going to be the key for Ryan. I think is he needs to, you know, I think he needs to identify those players as a little quicker than he needed a little quicker than he maybe thought with a freshman right, right, um, right. and jump on it and, and, and look at those opportunities for himself. But I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a different, it's a different atmosphere in college basketball, but I think, uh, 
I, I like what I'm seeing so far by the new regime. Obviously, it stings because, I mean, Dan Muller was Illinois State, mm-hmm. and he's no right. longer here. And, you know, there's still it's, I know there's still a lot of mixed feelings out there from Redbird fans. I mean, I still hear it. You know, a lot of people love Dan, and I did too. I wanted nothing to do. I wanted nothing more than to Dan Muller to be the one to take him to a tournament again. Uh, but it didn't get it done, and, and it was time that we had to make a change, which stinks, but it is what it is. Um, but I really do think that Ryan, what he's – you know, the first couple of months, I think he's doing the right things. And um, I haven't really seen anything I'm unhappy with. Yeah, we were listening. I do like to focus on the, the regional recruiting. I think that's going to be another important aspect of it, you know, um, especially the transfer portal and stuff like that. I just think someone who's grounded wants to stay, you know, in that three-hour radius and stuff like that, I, I think that's important. And, and so I think there's some aspects where he's thought about this, right, what, what, what's the highest probability of someone sticking? And I, I think that is a factor. And, yeah, and you know what? A, a guy like him, if you look at his career path, he there's a reason he took this job because he thinks he can he can turn it around quickly. Like I don't think he's yeah. I don't think Ryan's looking at this job like a like this is something that's going to be you know ten year fix. It, I think he thinks that you know with the right pieces in place, you know, like like we talked about earlier, his staff. I mean. The staff, where you like look at the ages, we're all, we're all over the place, but that's such a good thing. You know, you have the young, relatable coach. You have the veteran coach who's been in Illinois State, knows what it takes right. to do really well there with Judson. I mean, this is just a great. He's he's put together a great blend there, and I know it's, I'm going to come off, you know, like I'm praising him so much before they've even taken the court. But I think as a as a Redbird fan, we've we've been waiting so long for them to make a tournament again, and our expectations have just been kind of on the floor. So. Um, to have something to get excited about is, yeah. is, is really nice. We're going to have to dog your boy Vance because he kept reminding you in the last podcast, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, that we have the longest drought in the Missouri Valley Conference, and so we need to change that. It's pretty insane that it's yeah. going to be 25 years yeah. Um, yeah. this season if they don't make it. Um, that's uh, – I mean, I, I, I'll throw it back to you guys. How frustrated are you guys? That's – uh, that's I, th- I feel like with the resources and where you are, you have Redbird Arena, Illinois State University, to not make the tournament for 25 years is, I mean, there's, there's nothing more than a failure there. It's just, I, I, I can't explain it. Yeah. It's so frustrating. To get to the championship uh, game three or four. I mean, Jank Jan- <laughs> was there yeah. three times. Muller was there three times. I mean, six trips, right? Yeah. To the championship yeah. game, you're like, you think you'd win one, yeah. right? In yeah. 2017. Oh, my goodness. You know, last four out. It, it's like someone throws a bone. Yeah. You, yeah. You know. Those, those I, championship I just, games, I, I, those are just – there's nothing more frustrating than those championship games. Yeah. There's – like, you know, the the one against uh, against Northern Iowa where I, Osiris Eldridge has the second half of his life. Yeah. And they, I just they, watched they, that. They could, there was uh, something on YouTube. Close the door and OT. They had the uh, last – Five minutes of the uh, regulation, and the last five minutes of uh, or, or overtime. five minutes of overtime. Yeah. And I'm watching it. I don't even know how we lost. I mean, it, yeah. And, and then like when when Brandon gets that rebound right, and he can go right back up or up by three, oh and he kicks God. it out, and the announcers are praising him. And now we know it's going to happen, right? Like, shoot the layup, <laughs> you know? Take the two points. Yeah. Got- Oh you my know, God. It, God bless when Osiris time, but, oh. shoots the three and it comes up short, right? And then uh, who was under yeah. the – someone got the rebound, the guard underneath there. You know, and that could have been like the North Carolina State 
moment where the guy catches it, lays it in, yeah. but not for ISU, right? We catch it and we kind of fumble it and we don't really get a shot off. And it's like, yeah, it was it's, frustrating. It's frustrating because if you look back at, at some of those championship games and I'm, I know I'm bringing up bad memories, but like one that frustrated me to no end was, I think it was 2012 ish was against Creighton and yeah. we were down by two and Another the overtime. ball was in Nick Moore's hand and he went for a layup, and I'm thinking to myself, they have Doug McDermott on the other on the other side of that court. Go for the win. We're Illinois State. We're playing with we're, we're playing with house money here. Let's yeah. go for the three. I don't know what we're doing. Taking. Do we really want to play another five minutes against Creighton? I didn't. No, no, you don't. And, and it's just Doug little things like that. It's yeah. uh, it's so frustrating. Muller's first trip to the championship game. We're, we're sitting there watching that game, right, John? And yeah. we're up by. 16 in the first half and it's just like woo and it's just like this is it the monkey's coming off our back <laughs> you know and then the second half is just like you're just like stoic it's like what the hell's happening you know this is i feel yeah. sorry for those players right because in 88 my sophomore year you know we go into peoria with hersey hawkins and you know we're into the championship game and we get blown out by 20 and that was just horrible um, you know, to to the, you know come back and then win it, right? And for the, to have that experience as a player, I just wish for other Illinois State Redbirds that have that same experience that I have, right? Walk around with that big old ring and show it in everybody's face. And so, yeah, it's, it's so. Before I, before I comment on that, the the one thing you were talking about the the Northern Iowa one where Dan and his first uh, trip to the title game. Um, we actually had Seth Tuttle on the podcast uh, last year, and uh, of course, my co-host Vance, who likes to just twist the knife on me, um, he made sure to uh, have Seth Tuttle explain how they how they uh, came back from like 18 down in about four minutes on Illinois State. So um, that whew, you want to talk about a tough one, but you know, you talk about the guys who who could make the who couldn't get over the hump, and you know, guys like Osiris, you hurt for a guy like him. You know, Jackie Carmichael. Jackie. I mean, that whole entire 2017 team won the conference um i mean we all i think i i mean at least I, anyone i talked to i mean we collectively knew when we when we lost by 20 on sunday to wichita state i mean i, I had no doubt they weren't making it no i no. had no doubt they were getting left off and i mean if you looked and and their resume was they had a couple bad losses which killed them um but it's you know to your point it's just a shame that you know like i parsley who i mean he played so hard and he was one of my favorite players at illinois state just it would have been cool for him to, you know, experience that his name, their name being called on a Sunday. And, um, you know, there's tons of 25 years. Yep. Yeah. I mean, when we, uh, like Eldridge, when they're playing Drake, right. And, and I mean, they, they had a good year that year and, and it was borderline and, and then they just get blown out. I mean, just yeah. blown out and you're sitting there like, okay, we're probably not gonna win the game. But if you get it within 10 or 15, maybe Maybe they'll still consider us, but when you lose by 30, 40, yeah, the championship whatever they end up yeah. being, it's just like, oh, my God. And the same thing happened 17, right? It's just, it is, you know, at halftime was a certain thing. And at the end, it kind of just dissipated and it got ugly. And you're just yeah. like, yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. I think those are, I think the Drake one especially, that's how you lose a bid in a championship yeah. game because, you know, I think – if, like you said, if that game's close, I mean, if you go back to Loyola and Drake from a couple of years ago when Drake was an at-large, yeah. um, they kept it close with Loyola in the championship game. I think they only lost by about eight. 
if they lose by 20, they probably don't make it. Mm-hmm. And I, right. it's, it's just a frustrating thing. And that 08 team was really good. They, what I think it was more frustrating were the two losses in the regular season to Drake. Because yeah, you win one of those two games. Yeah, you win the one at Redbird Arena. I, there's that's one of the more frustrating games I've ever watched in my life. So, um, it, it's 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 frustrating, but um, you know we all keep coming back, right? Redbird fans. Oh yeah. And, and, and you know if they're in the next time they're in the championship game, right? In St. Louis, there's just gonna be a sea of red again, yeah. right? <laughs> Every and, time. And we've talked to some people, right? <laughs> you know, we see people down in St. Louis, and and uh, Valley I remember Dave telling yeah. the, D- yeah. Dave. You know, we're talking about if if we win, Dave's like he, he was gonna cry. He's gonna be he's not even be able to drive back to, to Bloomington normal because he's gonna be down there celebrating, and yeah. you know the emotions are just gonna come out and stuff like that. All yeah, right. it's uh it's been a it's been an interesting deal with uh with the last couple of years in uh, St. Louis with uh with COVID and everything, and and you know Illinois State not being very good, the the sea of red has been uh, pretty small. Like you know we got together with some Redbird fans before one of the games and it was just there wasn't many of us so yeah. it's yeah it's tough but we'll get through it well we would like to thank john baker and the march to the arch podcast we'll have his uh, buddy on uh, vance uh later at the date he did he is an I, uh, sau fan so it will be much harder on him than my brother here mr baker the redbird good so but uh john thank you for being on